0: Mm-hmm. And lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Today we have a disappointing loss against Portland to talk about, plus an injured Klaus. We don't like that. Then we'll talk about some fiery matchups coming up against Dallas and Chicago before moving on to a preview of the Premier League and Liverpool's inevitable ascension back into a Champions League finish. It's a lot to cover, so let's kick off. Welcome in, everyone. This is the Soccer Talk Wads podcast on a lovely, a balmy Thursday afternoon slash evening in Jackson City, Kansasville, mm-hmm. Forum, Missouri, Michigan. <laughs> I don't know why Michigan got in there. And <laughs> um, we are here. I am Stephen Ground, joined by Justin Horniker from up north Justin, how are you doing tonight? Oh, yeah. The, the great north state of Missouri. It's
1: going it's going well. It's actually a beautiful day here in my abode in downtown Casey. I'm sure Ian's having the same weather in the That's Matrix right. in St. Louis, but he's yes. not here.
0: And Ian, of course, uh, is not able to be here because he is uh, currently scrapbooking his trip around the state parks of Iowa, so... Mm. he will be back next week i hope um and speaking of teams that i hope will be back next week let's talk about st louis city (laughs) let's see not a great performance against portland um and uh this is a team we beat obviously earlier in the season and we didn't beat in Mm. on saturday's matchup during saturday i can't speak anymore my brain's mush you got it though you got the you got the Cliff notes, the Coles notes, as they say. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Portland is close to Canada too. They probably would.
1: They probably uh, would. Uh.
0: Uh. <laughs> um so yeah, we got um we got beat two one. Disappointing, disappointing outcome not an unjustified outcome, I would say. Um I think what's what's really disappointing is the immediate surrender of mm. the third second goal. But uh, Justin, you're you're the reporter, you're the official officiant of this podcast. Tell us about this game.
1: The credential reporter of this podcast. Okay. Yeah, I mean obviously it's disappointing. I wrote in my piece like these are the games where it becomes obvious that you only have two DPs on the roster and when one of them is hurt and is like I don't want to say that Klaus is like dependent on this offense succeeding, but I think with the loss of Klaus and the on loan to Santonia, like that's clearly, they designed the offense to run through a guy who can hold up play for like Joe Kimi or whoever the second forward is to run off of. And without Klaus, you don't have that kind of like extended play in that way. And they definitely, it definitely impacted this game. Um, So to kind of run through it, Portland did a great job setting up in a way that like limited St. Louis' progression through the middle of the pitch. So if you look at the passing network, it's pretty obvious that, you know, they were trying to go to Ludwin to go out wide and attack that way. But when they got the ball out wide, they were unable to bring that ball back into the middle of the pitch. And a lot of that is because you don't have that Klaus-like target man. Not to say that Keeney isn't good in the air as well, but like it's clear that that's just not, he's more of a, like his strength is with the ball at his feet, then you know, in that way, I guess. Um, the first half was pretty good, though. Portland only had point one xg, but City couldn't really find a way through, and they did a good job limiting Portland, but also limited their own chances. And then I think in the second half, they tried to open it up a little bit, and that's where Portland were able to find way too much space. Um, they have a handball after a period of sustained possession. And this is one that I think was controversial at the time, but I don't know, from my point of view, up in, up in the nosebleeds, it seemed like a handball. And I think like any incidental handball if that's how you want to say it, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I thought that was pretty clear handball. And then uh, Evander is able to just slat home the penalty pretty easily. Steven, do you remember this play at all? Like, what were your thoughts on it?
0: Uh, I remember de- being depressed. Yeah. Um, I, our defense our defense is pretty stout, but when they break down, they break down hard, I feel yeah. like.
1: It's very chaotic in the moment.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it just didn't look good and it was ugly and I didn't like it.
1: <laughs> I think that's good. That's a good way to put it. Because it really was just like a total team breakdown and like the... I guess Nelson falling onto the ball comes out of the chaos of having to like throw his body on the ground to try to get in between the ball. Um, and that just comes from how completely disorganized they were because of the Portland attack. So some changes come right after that. Thomas much would come on for Miggy Perez. Miggy Perez, we can highlight him for a moment. This was some positive stuff. I like the way that Miggy played and I think him coming out actually did to stabilize that defensive structure a little bit. Although I liked what Ostrak did in this game, but uh, Perez, his second trade start. Carnell talked a little bit after the game about him. Let me find that quote here real quick, and I think like it speaks a lot to how they're trying to develop players, um, and like especially with the patience that they're kind of giving Miggy Perez because young players will make mistakes, and you just like kind of have to accept that with him.
0: <laughs> so he's a very young player very young player he's basically it was that picture that went around twitter of him <laughs> signing an autograph for just a slightly younger child it's you like know.
1: uh some 13 year old and he looked like barely older than yeah maybe like he turned the- 18 last week i must say so he is no longer in the the legal old, sense a minor but
0: old enough to get drafted <laughs> he's uh he's like the exact opposite of the how do you do fellow kids meme like he's literally how do you do fellow kids? how do you do
1: fellow kids i am one of you (laughs) uh okay so Cardinal said we know miggy that miggy is a young guy and he needs these experiences any judgment of miggy we know it's going to not be a perfect game we know it's not going to be a perfect game but he's combative he's feisty and we want him to play freely and not overthink things and worry about mistakes so I think that's a pretty good mindset, especially when you're dealing with a young kid, you will make mistakes like you want him to go in there, not overthinking, because I think this will be a tangent a bit, but I was in KC at the time when they were you know, starting to play Gianluca Buzio more minutes. And I think part of like the criticism with his development was that all he did was receive the ball and pass backwards, like directly where it came from. And I think that comes from playing with that kind of timidness of not wanting to
0: make a mistake. So. Or maybe it's good to see them kind of like beating that out of him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he's an exciting young player and um I I don't know. I think I was listening to um I was total soccer show, of course, uh, a while back and they were talking about kind of academies and how mm. um you just kind of have to decide whether you're going to give young players the runway to yeah, you know, kind of fall on their face if that's what's gonna happen or not. Hopefully not, but you know, actually give them the room to fail forward, if you will, to to coin a phrase. I would say I invented the phrase fail <laughs> forward right here on the spot. Stephen so, Ground
1: 2023. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> so um I think that's uh that's something that's gonna remain to be seen on uh you know on our front to see whether we actually make that commitment to the younger players you know we've seen it a little with miggy we haven't seen it as much maybe with uh aziel jackson or you know some other players although you know we've seen it with you could say we've seen it with joe kini too but he's not that level of youngster you know yeah. but like a little
1: more a little bit more into the graduated ranks yeah And i think I th-
0: they're they're going to be patient with players
1: um so yeah. like carnell talked about that with Caden glover too of like coming back from injury they want him to get city two minutes before they even brought him into practice with the first team and he's been practicing with the first team now for a while and i think they want to like breed that familiarity before they throw him into the wolves so to speak so like when you do make a mistake you at least have that familiarity of like these are my teammates i'm comfortable around them they're gonna pick me up if i do make those mistakes and like 10 games into your franchise it's hard to like say that they're doing it right or wrong but like It feels like, to me, seeing the building blocks being there, like, it feels positive, like they're doing it the right way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think it'll be, it'll continue to be interesting. I was talking to you when when those reports broke about uh, AZ getting, you know, looked at by, was it Leverkusen? Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of going to kind of be the pain of being an MLS team, especially if we're a, <laughs> a youth academy type MLS team. You, you want these, these guys to play well so that you can sell them yeah. for $20 million. Yeah. And... <laughs> but you just have to recognize that that's going to be for the benefit of the whole team. And yeah. instead of young players, then you can go out and sign guys like Bobby Chompers. So, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. it's the circle of life, circle will. of life, bring in your
1: 29 year old veteran star attackers by selling your 18 year old children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, enough, enough selling children's talk. Let's move on to the rest of this game. Uh, I thought that the adjustments bringing on Ostrak, the Celio and Jackson subs, having them play up top like they did in the Open Cup game, I thought looked really good. And you kind of see the momentum go in St. Louis's favor again after these subs. They get the equalizer goal off of Ostrak finds himself on the ball, drives the end line, is able to send it in to Celio who's kind of standing at the edge of the interior box, the six yard box, whatever you call it. Um, and kind of roofs it. It was a beautiful goal. Celio's first MLS goal coming off of his fantastic performance in the U S open cup. And like, he's definitely a guy that I feel like is working his way into some real minutes with his first team. However, Disappointment, Steven, would come right after that as Portland would just basically charge back down the pitch. Like it definitely felt like they turned off after that goal and Portland were just able to come right back at them and score. Uh, Edward Levin said things to that effect after the match, saying, I just don't get it. We score a goal and then we just turn off. Portland played a dirty game. They time wasted. They took advantage of us chasing the game. That's on us. We let them into the game in that way. That's what Edward Lewin would frustratingly say after the match.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, the first half. The first half of that is definitely the part that concerns me more than, I mean, Portland's going to play the way they, they're going to play. Um, and I think the the turning off after goals is a good way to get yourself, turn, lo- turn ties into losses and wins into ties, you know. So definitely something I want them to be mindful of and and you know stop doing preferably. yeah it's something
1: that becomes concerning if it happens more than more than once um yeah if they talk about intensity all week and then happens again next weekend or like in a couple weeks i'm going to be a little bit worried that it's just like who some of these young players are but i think that's something we have to remember too is that like a lot of the depth on this team is very young, and those guys that you brought in to be like the veteran voices, like Jakim Nilsson was supposed to be like the veteran voice in that defense next to Tim Parker, and he's been hurt this whole time, like Klaus being out. I think you miss some
0: of those voices when you start running into the depth of this team. That's true, yeah. I mean, I definitely it hurts to be shorthanded and, and on our side too, and obviously mm. Klaus makes it big impact so
1: it's an excuse i'm going to use it as an excuse though that's
0: fine that's fine <laughs>
1: i'm into that yeah um you know just to tie it all up of course portland end up winning two to one you can talk all you want about the lack of stoppage time you know who's it to even say if they end up marching forward there i uh, i think you can be at, at least a little bit happy that like silio oshak zeal jackson had a good week and i think you at least are starting to see what you have in them and starting to have a little more like comfortability in using them. Reinforcements will arrive, but until then, bit tough. Uh, what are your thoughts on the
0: loss, Stephen? Overall, in general. Um. Yeah. I mean, at disappointing. I would have preferred to not lose.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think
0: that's safe to say. Um, I would have liked to to win, ideally, yeah. but also to not lose would be good. Um. And I guess that, you know, coupled coupled with the last uh, – I almost said Premier League. This is not what that is. Coupled <laughs> with the last league game, um, just a little bit worrisome, you know, but they are mm. without their top scorer and, you know, most dangerous forward, and um, they are playing their first intense stretch of games. So hopefully that, you know, kind of levels out and mm. they – figure it out it's it's going to be interesting to watch them and i know we'll talk about this but um play three uh heated contests get it with the fc dallas and chicago nice. fire yeah <laughs> did you see what i did there the
1: temperature is rising yeah that's right cities um, are going to burn down or going to name right. teams
0: after it that's right um but uh you know so i think that'll be very interesting to see um how they do in those in mm. those matchups because um fc dallas is a very good team um chicago i think
1: the dallas fire will be not interesting yeah yeah the fire the fire have been like sneaky good but like i don't know if you put them under pressure like i don't have a lot of faith in that team i
0: guess yeah, uh, yeah.
1: dallas That's i think true. is interesting because they're good in in ways that like city aren't good at and city are good in ways that dallas is i don't think it's as much of a of a like clash of styles as say like the minnesota games are and will be Mm -hmm. but i think dallas have a lot of success like when they have a lot of space and a lot of space to move like you think you see that with jesus ferreira he has a lot of speed he's very good on the ball but i think sometimes when he has to like create his own space. Like you see that with a national team. If he's asked to like be the sole contributor, you know, create his own chances, I don't think he's as good at that. So Carnell talked about like not giving them the space to operate in. And I think that's probably what has to happen for them to be successful. So they just have to be able to put that line of engagement back up again. I guess that's something I didn't touch on here that I touched on in my article this week is like if you look at where the tackles happen for city a lot of them happened you know in our own third are in the midfield whereas like in the games that they're successful a lot of those tackles happen in the midfield and in the opposing third so like they need to increase that line of engagement again they need to push that bad boy up in a technical sense i agree with that i think that's fair (laughs) do you think if i go out there to practice and i say you guys need to push that bad boy up do you think they'd respond in that way? I'd like to think so. I like to believe
0: that yes, <laughs> that's exactly how they'll respond. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's not not anything that I'm panicking about for sure, um, but uh, uh, definitely something that I want to be mindful of. Or Panic not mindful meter of, out of 10, where are you? I'm still only at like a three, Yeah, I, I feel like. I just don't we're we're injured you know if Klaus was there maybe it'd be a four but we're Mm. injured right now and and you know that's fine it's not fine I don't love it but you know what I'm saying but like
1: when you only have one of your contractually obligated three designated players like I think it's noticeable then yeah like the roster is constructed to and like major league soccer in general like I don't think there's any team that's missing to their dps that's gonna have a good time uh maybe yeah. like lafc <laughs>
0: yeah that's fair they're pretty good mm. um so yeah i mean it, it, i'm not sweating it too much this this next stretch of games will tell us a lot um and so you know i think we're in- we're just gonna kind of have to bunker down and, and wait to see what happens. So why don't we go ahead and do that and look ahead to Dallas FC Dallas FC. Um, that uh <laughs> the Dallas are currently fourth in the major league soccer western conference, uh just a few points behind us, two points, I think, right? Two points four, just four had points. this open. Okay, four, four points. points. Sorry. Um LAFC is one point behind us with two games in hand so basically ahead of us but behind
1: mm-hmm. us though
0: Steven they're, right.
1: they are behind us that's decidedly right. when you look at the points in the table it doesn't matter that they played two less games they are behind us
0: that's right so what is your what's your vibe on um, this matchup what do you expect to like, I think this to is one that here? they
1: come out like fiery you know to, to uh, use to use the
0: term that we've been using. Like I
1: feel yeah. I feel good about it. Like you I think, think
0: they're going to be burning hot. I they think they're going to be burning to
1: hot, hot, hot take. Um, yeah, I think they'll play back to kind of what you expect them. Like I don't know, just like looking at the messaging around the team, like it looks like a angry team that just like wants to get out there and put this past game behind them. And I think on the road, perfect opportunity to do so. I don't think of Dallas as being like this. Like, I think they're on the road, these next two games, not necessarily in hostile environments. Like Fresno, I don't think is very hostile. I don't think that Bridgeview or Soldier Field are necessarily hostile environments. Like if you're going to have away games, they need to have get back games. I think that these are the places to do it at. Yeah, I
0: agree with that for sure. Um I think it'll be fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's interesting for me to see any new team and any new matchup. Um, and I think Dallas is a team that could become a kind of rival for us, you know, um, kind of regional opponent. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, I don't want to throw a hockey reference in here, Stephen, but are you
1: you using your interactions with the Dallas stars to, to pepper in your thought of, percy hey, dallas being this,
0: rivalry. this week i'm i'm <laughs> lukewarm towards positive to the dallas star oh so okay I mean, Hell yeah. not very often that <laughs> i say that but uh joe pavelski kind of won me over the other day oh, florida Whoa. took the lead again oh god there's a god this is beautiful please burn the city of toronto down to the ground sorry we, we sorry. bring it all back full I'm, circle i'm sorry if you just had a heart attack when i squealed <laughs> like a child but um haha Was this beautiful?
1: Barkov alive,
0: and Alexander Barkov woke up. Apparently, we
1: love some Alexander Barkov around these parts. I think you look at like Dallas's goal differential of one. Like they aren't a team that have these crooked score lines and allow don't allow that many goals, but also like past three games have been relatively low scoring as well. So, like I think that plays into City's favor, honestly if they can just keep that intensity up
0: yeah yeah i mean definitely i think i think you know it's 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 on us to prove this but i think we can win this one um for sure
1: and if honest. they lose and everyone gets sailor frauds so
0: you know that's everyone right. comes out on top somebody's gonna be a winner that's <laughs> that's how it works right uh why don't we also because we i don't know for sure if we'll have a game uh, podcast between these two maybe if if uh tomorrow night's saturday night's game is a a big success and we feel like doing a late night pod but what do you think about this u.s open cup because i think personally the u.s open cup's a competition i'm really interested in i'm really kind of hoping for a deep run in um because it's just you know it would be i don't know how realistic mos cup is or supporter shield but that feels like something we can maybe make a real challenge in, in our inaugural season. And, yeah, some um,
1: some one-off matches, you know, Yeah. especially later in the Cup when, like, some teams don't necessarily take it seriously? Mm-hmm. Question mark? Um, yeah, I want to see um, it.
0: What do you think about this matchup against Chicago? Because I think that's a team... I mean, it's a knockout tournament, so it's a team you have to be, like, by definition. But yeah. I think that's a team you have to be <laughs> to you know, prove that you're serious in that competition.
1: Yeah, I think Chicago are a tricky team and that they're better than some people give them credit for. Like, uh-huh. I don't think they can handle pressure well. Like, so if you're a St. Louis, you go out there and press the hell out of them.
0: Yeah, you know what? Also, just handed us a goal. In yeah, in a while. So that's so upsetting.
1: That might be one you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. They have a young keeper and Brian Gutierrez is awesome, but he's also a young midfielder. Like regional rivalry games, I think anything can happen. So, like, you want to go in, you want to win for city pride. You know, how much do you, these guys know that the city of St. Louis just hates Chicago in every single way? I'm sure well, they know it deeply. I'm sure you get them realized. in the Open Cup and in the league in the same week. So, I'm interested to see if they win on tuesday like what happens this that weekend then like i think that's the interesting part to me
0: just justin what's your take on um on chicago style pizza
1: i uh, like deep dish i think it's casserole masquerading as pizza personally
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow okay fair enough that's fair that's that's, and that's really like
1: good. you know Honest i know th- i know that take. you open up for easy takes on st louis style but like who can even i want a pizza Listen, that i can eat multiple Listen, slices
0: i first of all i will just say i will confess i really like chicago i pizza. do
1: i also I'm really not. like it it's
0: not pizza though yeah mm. that's fair okay that's i can meet you there but uh, i will say saint louis style i think we all acknowledge is trash but right. it's our trash and it's know? good
1: drunk food you that's know, right bringing the conversation back
0: around exactly so <laughs> um yeah people just need to chillax
1: if know. I have to eat a pizza with a knife and a fork, like then it's not pizza in my mind. Like, and maybe right. I shouldn't be eating Chicago style pizza with a knife and a fork. But no, where, where, you do even, where do you even where right, do you even start? Where do you even start there?
0: if That's not the case. Like, it's Definitely. just
1: not pizza, and I'm tired. I'm tired of the dialogue. Really.
0: With that said, now I really <laughs> want to go to Chica- Chicago.
1: Chicago.
0: Oh, that that uh, next Saturday game, one p.m. Huh.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting, very nice. might have a a, a on the,
1: yeah the little matinee in Chicago. Uh, for, I guess, uh, a little bit of housekeeping, that Tuesday game's going to be at Bridgeview, uh, which will be terrible, and then the Saturday game will be at Soldier Field. So that'll be fine. Um, Steven, what are your thoughts on certain Chicago-based supporter group uh, recording cringy videos and thinking that they're calling the city of St. Louis out? Have you seen this? Did you see that video?
0: I have not seen that. Okay,
1: um, it's it's in the group chat in some some way, shape, or form. Let me see if I can find it and give it to you real quick. But uh, real Naperville soccer vibes, you know, when I whenever I see a certain subgroup of Chicago soccer fans, we can yeah. go on and on um, about that. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree for sure. I think um, I saw. I saw a son San Diego Padres uh, fan video during Mm. their run. It's it's never good. It's never
1: good. No, everyone, we need to talk about this now. If there are any city people thinking about doing this, and really this just goes above soccer to all sports, any sort of like fan hype video, it's going to suck. Do you remember, I'm old enough to remember, do you remember the Mizzou rap video from back in the day? It was like, oh, maybe late. 2000 I mean like 2007 2008 era a there's way. like a group of the widest guys you would ever know the widest kids you know um basically coming out with a rap video about how mizzou was going to be ku and i still have cringe about it to this day so if you ever get the inkling to do one of these videos don't don't, <laughs> don't do it.
0: <laughs> that's fair um What would our what would our theme be if we did one of those videos for Mm. this podcast?
1: For this podcast?
0: Yeah. It's a trick question. We didn't wouldn't do one of those videos.
1: It would absolutely include copyrighted music that can't be seen,
0: but that's right. And it would be called the owls are not what they (laughs) seem.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's basically if you have ever seen Twin Peaks before, our video would just be Twin Peaks with our faces CGI'd over the actors.
0: And with any even more ridiculously Unnecessary cliffhangers.
1: Yeah, um just think season three Twin Peaks when the producers and the writers were at odds, and they basically designed the show to show everyone that everyone they were at odds. That's what it would be.
0: So, I guess
1: this is what you guys said. This is what you want. This is what you get. Ha!
0: And then that'll be. That'll be you good. get it good and hard. No. um So that covers everything pretty much for uh, St. Louis of so the SC. Correct. Correct. Would you like oh, to? Um,
1: before we go further, uh, we did get a little bit of a status on the injured guys. Uh, Klaus is day to day, but it sounds like he is questionable for this weekend. So, if anything, he'll be available at the bench. Blom is also day to day after this weekend, um, along with Rasmus Alm. He might not be available as well. And then Joachim Nilsson uh, is very close to returning to training, I was told today. So,
0: When did we lose him? He like, he hasn't played yet, right? Yeah,
1: so like he was a very
0: start of preseason injury. So uh-huh yeah,
1: which is also will
0: be very interesting to see. Yeah, we yeah. definitely need some solidity in the back line.
1: And like to postpone our other discussion for a moment, like I think it is potentially interesting in that like Kyle Hebert emerged out of nowhere, and you weren't expecting him to be this like Canadian national team guy. So like. Now you have three center backs who are MLS starting quality. And like, do you, is somebody moving? Like, is this the case of like Lucas Bartlett is gone? So like you trade him somewhere to try to recoup assets maybe, or do they run with a three center back, like wing back type situation and turn like Rasmus Olm into a wing back even? I don't know.
0: I think with Carnell, it's going to give them a lot of options. And he yeah. tends to play around with a lot of options. So. Um, I think that I think options for him can't be anything but positive. I know? think like
1: so. my ideal roster and I know this team doesn't like playing without wingers, but like having a upgrade over John Nelson. So I don't know if that is like just moving Almer Stroud to wing back and then like Norwinsky on the other side as your wide players and having mm-hmm. like inside forwards almost um, and like a, three five two or five three two whatever you want to call it like i think that would be fun to see at least once but yeah if i had Definitely. my if i was bradley carnell no.
0: you had your druthers
1: if i had my druthers that's where i was going with that steven
0: i could tell i could <laughs> tell there's certain english expressions that you just know you know yeah you know you know well, that'll be interesting to follow
1: like if there is i think the summer transfer window is going to be interesting for a couple different reasons
0: that's right, because uh, Alex McAllister will be going to Liverpool. And so will Jude Bellingham. Is just yeah. It's just direct.
1: And a Jude Bellingham will turn down Real Madrid. For when Liverpool. they get
0: back into the Champions League and they have an influx of money that they didn't expect that they will have the money to sign Jude Bellingham.
1: Yeah, so Premier League talk. Um I think I am fully confident, you know, I've watched I've watched a little bit of Man United Soccer this year. Um Man United football, as they say. Across the pond. That's how they say that, right? Uh, I think that... I've heard rumors. I think that Liverpool will end up bouncing over Newcastle and Manchester
0: United. Do you really? I'm Maybe not, not Newcastle.
1: I think they'll bounce over, man, over United Liverpool for sure. Is
0: three points behind Man United, I think. Four points? Let me look. Yeah. 59-63. Four points behind Man United, six points behind Newcastle. Um, but... Newcastle and Man United each have a game in hand on them, which makes it tough. However, um Liverpool's remaining schedule, I just had it up in here. Why do things why do I close tabs that I knew I'll need? This is like my <laughs> biggest pet peeve in life, and I do it all the time. I do. Liverpool's too, remaining like... schedule is Brentford, Leicester, Aston Villa, and uh Southampton. They have won their last um four, five, mm. six, five in a row I don't think they're losing
1: again and like if I look at United's schedule like I think there's a real chance they lose to West Ham because that's like David Moyes' revenge game that he has circled every year Mm -hmm. I think they beat Mm -hmm. Wolves beat Bournemouth of course they'll beat Chelsea because Chelsea won't win another game this season like but then they finish against Fulham and that could potentially be like the deciding game there
0: yeah yeah, it's fair, and uh, Liverpool had that wild game against uh, Tottenham last weekend—just absolute trash <laughs> and garbage—and we don't need to talk about it. But they won, so uh, Steven, am I right to say that you turned it off before the comeback? Am I, I, I did correct turn it off, yes. in that? I did turn it not only turn it off, but throw my controller across <laughs> the house like a petulant child. That's what this was,
1: game. That's all. Tottenham scored three and tie it, and I made.
0: And I may have directed my vitriol at you and Ian for suggesting that this <laughs> wasn't an obvious collapse. And I may have said some words that were not very kind and I may have been completely rejected. I think rejected.
1: what we've learned most from this game isn't as much about Liverpool, but the fact that like, Tottenham are, well, about you, but also <laughs> that uh, Tottenham are never safe when Rich Arleson takes the shirt off in a post-goal celebration. Because the last time he did it the goal was called back and this time they scored on him like 90 seconds after this
0: seconds is an actual goon man. <laughs> he just can't like stop himself uh, that tattoo is going to live forever uh, um, but yeah he's, like, he's
1: my favorite like shithousery like kind of a good player like between this throwing the flare back at Everton like when he did that last year uh, <laughs> uh, it's like so many good moments he's had in this league <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Liverpool can get twelve points out of twelve. I think the only question is whether Man United mm. is going to be able to. And I think squander eleven. They
1: are definitely able to squander a lead. I think that they're is capable, absolutely for sure. A... But I, don't know
0: if <laughs> I just don't know if they will. The we'll other, see. It'll
1: be fun. the other interesting Premier League conversation, Stephen. Uh, Manchester City won the league last week, right? Like we're we're in agreement oh, yeah, there.
0: 92 okay. percent according to um
1: 538 568. Oh, i just 538. can't believe how much arsenal blew it they completely blew it, that was, like, it hard hard and we called it to be fair we called it we did we call said it. that was coming pat ourselves on the back we did call it and okay so like here's the run of play that absolutely ruined it for him so at the start of april they beat leeds but then they drew at liverpool they drew it, West Ham, and they drew Southampton at home before that, like completely being dismantled by Manchester City. And like that four game run is what did them in. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you just can't be drawing Southampton when you're a serious title contender. That just can't be what happens. No. And frankly, I think they should be relegated for it. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to agree. I think that's fair. I think uh, if you lose the league after leading the league for more than any other team, you should be relegated. That's that I think they should write that into the rule books.
0: That's justifiable. I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> Works for me. Um any other leagues? Napoli winning uh Serie A, I think is really cool. That's that's a neat um neat story. And uh, you know, it's not like they're total um total nobody in that league, but to beat yeah, yeah, I you know, think it's cool. Like, Juventus and Inter and AC Milan I think and for a
1: team that's like a provisional Champions League contender, but never quite took that next step, and they came close
0: last year. Like, yeah. I think it's a very cool story. Wow, now, I didn't realize how absolutely dominant their win was, too. Yeah, yeah, and like sixteen
1: points ahead right now. You can maybe say that like Juventus are down, Inter are down. And, like, Inter Milan being down, I think, is a big story because they were, like, the toast of the league last year. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Napoli winning is very cool, I think. Napoli's Southern Southern Italy. There hasn't trip. been a Southern Italian team
0: that's won the league in a while. Yeah, I forget what the yeah. actual status. but uh, Napoli's last championship was, was before either of us were born, Justin, in 1989-90. A um, little on uh, the Maradona years. Yeah, that's right. Um, and in 87-88 as well, or eighty six, eighty seven
1: rather. Um, Ever exciting European ties: Bundesliga. Steven. you're you're invested in this now. Um, your your second team, Borussia Dortmund.
0: Yeah, they fucked it.
1: Kind of, kind of doing what you're used. You um,
0: you lost to you tied both <laughs> them, You've f- clowns. <laughs> You've absolute clowns. And I can say this because my friend Nick was, who's a diehard. Hmm. Bayern fan would, or uh, excuse me, Dortmund fan would also call them freaking clowns. You there to. was a there was a shout for a penalty that was blatant and didn't get called, um, but in my I opinion, you put yourself bad. in a situation to draw with Bochum. You don't have any complaints to have. You know,
1: so. It's like, I don't understand how we have this conversation. It's like in the greater soccer discourse about how the Bundesliga sucks because Bayern just run away with it every year, but it's less about Bayern running away with it and more about like Dortmund and
0: Union Berlin. Dortmund should absolutely be this year's champion.
1: Dortmund should have like five titles in the last fifteen years. Yeah, but they have one. If you look
0: back, if you look back at that game when we talked about at the time where they played um, Bayern, it's just like if you got any kind of a result there, and then. You should have been through. You drew three yeah. three with Stuttgart, who had a friggin' red card, and you drew with Bochum, who are well, garbage. The you
1: know? like- Stuttgart game's even worse because they were up two nothing and had to have a Geo like last minute goal to yeah. like get a point back after they like completely collapsed in the last ten minutes. It's yeah, it's a it's a very I don't know. There's no other team that does this on a consistent basis. Like you could call it Spursy, but like. Tottenham aren't ever in title contention the way that Dortmund are. Like uh, every year, they find a way to.
0: Bayern definitely <laughs> have the away. harder remaining schedule, um, at least insofar as they play um, RB Leipzig, who are the only good team that either of these teams play. Uh, yeah. They also play Schalke and Köln, who are two of uh, two of um, Dortmund's rivals. So it would be hilarious if. Dortmund had to, you know, resort to cheering for one oh, of those right. teams. Cheering for a Schalke uh, win. Yeah, Dortmund good. has yeah. Wolfsburg, Mönchengladbach, Augsburg, and Mainz. So, you know, you would say four easy wins, but then what did they do mm-hmm. to Bochum? So,
1: I think the other thing in the Bundesliga is, like, these teams lower down the table just absolutely love beating title contenders. Like it's, Oh, baby, do they. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a crazy league in that aspect.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's going to be fun. There's some fun finishes in Europe. Uh, that are going to be cool to watch um and uh you know even the premier league that the top four race is interesting the uh, relegation race is interesting and and the title race was interesting until it wasn't anymore i think
1: um like the premier league to me is very interesting because like they're coming on late but chelsea one of the one of my relegation candidates at this point i think uh they they're moving up in the odds for me i don't think they're going to win another game this year and like if every other team underneath them did also suck uh they would they would be in real trouble yeah absolutely it's wild like so they typically say like 39 point or 40 points is the barrier to be safe for relegation there are what four matches left and like they're still Almost half the league that hasn't hit that forty point mark yet—that's pretty incredible for Premier League season.
0: Yeah, it's a strange year. It's been weird all around for sure. Um, and in Everton being relegated, as God intended.
1: Do you think, like, you're you as a Liverpool fan, and I know uh, our our friend, good friend, the pod Garrett, listening would like would love to hear your thoughts, Stephen, on. What do you think the likelihood is that Everton I think Southampton for sure are done but like what are your other two relegated teams
0: um let me look at the table before yeah,
1: yeah get a good right. get a good read and um, uh, Sam Allardyce just came in to coach Leeds for the rest of the year so they'll stay up because Sam Allardyce as he said in his press conference is the better than Pep better than Claude, the best pantry really because so I, I thought that was good i enjoyed that um and and Fantastic. i am not one to disagree with big sam so
0: yeah there are three teams on 30 <laughs> points lester not nottingham and Leeds, and uh everton is on 29 points everton strength of schedule mm-hmm. is um not i don't think it's great let me see where they're at um Everton's schedule. Also my computer is about to die so just fun fact for you. Um, Everton has Man City still so rough rough one Oof. there. Uh, it's gonna be like a 12 nothing game. Everton has Brighton and then Man City. I don't think I think they're getting relegated. Really I don't want them to. I genuinely Garrett hear me. I don't want that <laughs> to happen. Who's Liverpool going to beat up on? It's, you know? Yeah, as as Liverpool's only top white football team next year. That's right. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's a tough, tough schedule right now for them. So hopefully they surprise us, but um, I'm not counting on it.
1: Yeah, well, when Everton takes the final relegation spot and uh, they're joined by Chelsea, that'll be an interesting, you know, never seen a relegation like that.
0: That's right. Well tomorrow you'll say that you saw it today so just like um, we were
1: right about the title chase we we're going to be right about the relegation spots
0: oh i'm guaranteeing it i am <laughs> confident we are prescient with the premier league premier league prescience that's yeah, what i say
1: everything else we yeah. sucked by the way that's where we're we right. exactly. Butter well, our biscuits MLS, but right. the <laughs> premier League
0: is our bread and butter baby uh, with that said, um, it's time to light it up and get uh, three important games, three important wins. Let's get three wins in a row. Let's get take it back yeah, to the good, good old days. You remember the the halcyon days of the start of this franchise when it mm-hmm. seemed like we couldn't be defeated. Man, those are, many, many those are some good times. Many, moons ago. But uh, let's bring it back there and try to crank it out. Crank yeah, out I, I
1: think if they beat Chicago twice, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be untouchable. Um, yeah, my Twitter is going to be a war zone, fun. and everyone everyone has been warned. You cannot give me it. that power.
0: I love it. Yeah, we we got to keep them humble. It's like that <laughs> episode of Community where Jeff, um, his ego literally explodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have seen that one. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's why that's gonna be me if City beats Chicago twice in a week. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You like those guns, by the way, that are on your camera right now? The, the guns, oh,
1: check the them out! Show? Look at the gun show, ladies uh, and gentlemen. <laughs> that's
0: right, uh, but. That will do it for us today. Uh, Let's get a win this week and get back on the right foot. Klaus will be back before you know it. Take heart, St. Louis City fans. It'll be a brighter day tomorrow. Good night. Mm.
1: The Isles will rise in the sun. Adios. We we don't have to worry about nothing. Nothing, nothing. We got the fire and we are in one hell of a something. Something,
0: something.
1: They... (laughs) They're gonna see us from outer space, outer space Light it up, like we're the stars of the human race, human race When the light's turning down, they don't know what they heard Shut the march, play it down